Get ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, you got Daryl. And Sam is still out on break. We got tonight Coach Gordon Roberts. Gordon, how's it going? Good, Daryl. It's going great. Hey, good, Coach. Hey, Coach, it's a lot going on in the world of sports. Hey, the NBA playoffs are here. The uh, Boston Marathon has been completed and an American has won. A lot of things are going on in the world of sports. It's always time to talk about the NBA and the NFL. And tonight we're going to have a special guest coming on. Hopefully, Coach... Ed Hargrove, uh, University of Miami strength and conditioning coach, but he's been all over the NFL as well. Hopefully he's going to be able to come on the show and talk to us a little bit. But, Coach, how do you, what do you think about these NBA playoffs so far? You know, you look at, um, you know, LeBron James. He took care of his business yesterday. Um, but him and, look him at, and Wade both, Daryl. Him and yeah. Wade both came up to show up. They both fought yeah. their A game. Him and Wade both. Yeah. But, hey, but when we look at some of these other teams that were expected to the number one seed in the East, um, the Indianapolis um, Pace, Indiana Pacers, they just didn't show up. And uh, they, they, they've really struggled in the latter part of the season. The last two weeks of the season, they struggled. They were up and down. They were able to hold on to the number one seed. But then the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks, um, a, a team that was came in like they were struggling with that A seed. They come up and beat the number one seed in the first game in Indiana. What do you think about that, Coach? Well, you know, I'm, you know, I've been uh, saying for a while that I thought that, uh, uh, you know, that there were going to be some people that showed up at the playoffs that weren't going to have any gas left. I think that might be the case. You know, and I, I think you may have a point there uh, with Indianapolis. You know, they were so set on having that home court advantage, and they thought that's what it took to beat the Miami Heat. That's what would take them over to take them to the next level of of being the uh, the, the Eastern Conference champions. But maybe you're right. Maybe they spent everything they had um, in in the regular season. And when we look at teams like um, like um, San Antonio Spurs, you know, here, here's a team that, you know, um, Greg, Coach Popovich, he knows he has a, has a pretty uh, older team. Um, he, he said, I don't think any guy on that team played over 30 minutes a game this season. And, you know, you look at Tony Parker, you think he's a young man. He's 32 years old. That's almost ancient in the NBA. And, Daryl, he rested them a lot at the end. You know, I think that was a secret, too. But, you know, I, you know, I like, I like, uh, like, Oklahoma took care of business, and so did the Golden State Warriors. You know, I think there's going to be some people challenge that uh, we weren't really expecting to be there. You know, um, do, do but but do you look at teams like like Dallas and um, and San Antonio? Do you think Dallas? has a chance, you know, and, and, and I, I, I love Vince Carter, you know, he, he's, he's pretty much one of the guys from Florida that we're going to see, um, playing in the NBA as a, as a superstar. And he's, has been a superstar, but Vince Carter is, is, uh, he, you know, he, he still has some highlights in him, but do you think that's, that, that's just seen this? It's just not enough. They just don't have enough to, um, to take it to the next level this year. Daryl, I don't think anybody, even you know, that nobody can carry the teams like they did in the past. One guy is not going to do it, and I think that's pretty evident in in the NBA now for sure. You have to have some role players that come in. I mean, even with the uh, Heat the last year, it definitely uh, you know it's definitely different when you don't have. Uh, a thick bench because there's going to uh, be some injuries. These guys have played over 82 games. They're going to be they're going to be some people that are going to get tweaked and hurt. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. But you know when um when we're looking at Tim Duncan, who's who's just 
he he he's a warrior, and every year we talk about him. Possibly, um, he's going to retire this year. This is it for Tim. But every year he seems to come back and 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 does his thing again and again and again. You know, the Miami Heat they they took care of business. You know, um, Charlotte Bobcats. You know, you you wonder is is, is this team? I know. No, they're not ready to take on a team like the Miami Heat and 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 do some damage there. But um, I I, I, don't, I don't I know they're not going to be ready this year. But it's, it's good to see the Bobcats in the playoffs. I think this is a big step for this team. Well, I was I was uh, I was surprised the Wizards won so well against the Bulls, and uh, and I was kind of impressed with the Hawks. The Hawks, you know, beat the Pacers down, and like you said. Uh, maybe the Pacers used up all their gas to get there. You know, it didn't surprise me uh, with the Washington Wizards. Um, I think they have they have a team that has 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 a lot a lot of experience on this team. I mean, this this guy um, Gortet, who, who's who's been with the Orlando Magic and some other teams, and Nene, who's been with the Denver Nuggets. He, he you know, these guys had have have some playoff experience. Um, I really think they're they're probably going to win this series. Uh, against Chicago. Chicago is one of those grinded out, beat you down kind of team. And Washington is a team that really wants to get up and down the court. And um, I, I think, you know, I think that's 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 a big deal. Well, I know all my local people that I talked to the NBA about was impressed that, uh, that the Trailblazers just got the Rockets in overtime. Hey, guys, this is, uh, we have Coach Ed Hardgrove on the line with us, and I tell you, Coach Cardgrove is 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 a friend of mine. Um, he's with the Hurricanes in 1980, um, 85, 86, 87. Went went to the Sugar Bowl in 85, the Fiesta Bowl in 86, the Orange Bowl in 87. In uh in 87, he got a national championship with the Canes. In 89, he was there for the Orange Bowl championship. Man, Coach, you got two national championships with the Miami Hurricanes. You went to the Cotton Bowl. Three, you had 92. Three, excuse me, three national championships with the <laughs> University of Miami. Hey, hey Coach, I tell you, man, it is a pleasure to know you, to be around you. Um, and I, I, I got to say this, too. And you took me to play in Milan, Italy, and made me a, a, a just a, a – I, I felt like a, a superstar when I played in the Milan, Italy, when you were our head coach – um, for the rhinos and the frogs over there, coach. It, it was it's great to know you. How how things going? Uh, things are going good. Things are going good here. Oh, they loved you over there, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was just like uh, what the the lives that they depicted with John Graham's uh, playing for pizza. Yeah, that Christian <laughs> book. Except you guys, you just love football, and you did a heck of a job over there, Daryl. You did a great job. Hey, right, thanks, great running back. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, every once in a while, you split me out wide. Let me th- and um, just let them throw it to me. Deep. Ed, this is Coach Gordon Roberts. Yeah, Coach, I was the the uh, the uh, strength and conditioning coach, uh, and. Uh, weightlifting coach at a bunch of different schools and then I was the state director for a bunch of years. But your name is a legend in Florida. A lot of people don't realize not only were you a great coach and player, but you were the bench press champion for four straight years. Yeah, yeah. Well now, actually six years. During those years <laughs> uh, Ed, how old were you in oh three, oh four, oh five and oh six when you won those? Um well, uh, I, I set a world record when I was 68, and then I set another one at 71. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> wow. People don't understand that because uh, the old joints don't work as good as they normally do after a while. Well, you got to keep working them. My legs doesn't. I couldn't squat anymore because too many football <laughs> knee injuries. <laughs> but I, I was one of the first. Steelers to bench over 400, I think. I, I, I benched over 400 in 1959 in college, and people weren't doing it back then. Yeah. No. You know, I can remember, Ed, because I'm, I'm a little younger than you, but uh, I can remember when there was a 400-pound club. 
when people that were over 400 pounds, it was just that, you know, back in the early 60s, it just wasn't that many people. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now these kids don't think anything of that. Yeah, it's, it's well, the programs have changed. I, I, I like to say, I went over 400 not because of the program, despite the program, because we lifted wrong at that time, but we didn't know the difference. And I, since I've learned a lot more different programs, and when I was strength, I was the first strength coach for the Atlanta Falcons, and I built their program up pretty good on that. I got chased out of the weight room at LSU when I was a kid. They, gonna, they, they actually said you were going to be muscle-bound. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got that in high school. And yeah. I said, well, how come I'm beating the guy across from me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Coach, exactly what you're saying there. Hey, Coach, take us back a bit and um, talk about how the game was in 1964 when you were playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I, 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 there, there was no such thing as artificial turf. Did guys even wear mouthpieces back then? Uh, I did. I like my teeth. <laughs> but no, you know, some guys did, some didn't. Uh, well, actually, I'll tell you what, taking it back, uh, when I went to college in 59, was the first time I wore a face mask. And uh, I said, man, this thing's great. <laughs> I, I wore one in, in 57 in high school, because I broke my nose, they gave me this clear plastic thing you couldn't even breathe through. <laughs> and uh, then, then in, in 61, I went out spring, and I said, I want a Rydell helmet. I don't want one of those Wilsons. And they go, well, the only Rydell we got doesn't have a face mask. Well, I don't care. I never wore a face mask anyway. And I grabbed that <laughs> helmet and played with it at whole spring practice. <laughs> Ed, I can remember when the Southeastern Conference allowed us the dual bars. That oh, yeah. <laughs> they, you know, in 67, we got dual bars in the Southeastern Conference. Alabama got them first, and then LSU picked them up after that, and then everybody went to them. But that was one really of my best friends that I had a gym with in Atlanta. That was with, he was with the Eagles first and the Falcons, Bobby Richards. He played for LSU back in those days. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. And I'll tell you what, now, he sold a lot of sports equipment after that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't know he went. I knew he, he built homes and stuff in Atlanta. I didn't know he had done it. He, he was a part-time guy with uh, Rydell. And then for a short period of time, he went uh, to something. But I saw him at the clinic up there in Atlanta. Oh. And he may have, been, he may have just been a talking head for him, you know. Oh. But he was yeah, he's Bobby's guy. a great guy, a good friend of mine. We had a gym together up there and all. Yeah. Hey, hey now, Coach. Uh, one of know, my kids, uh, Ed, is the strength conditioning coach for the Braves now. Oh, good. Yeah, and that kid named uh, Ricky Slate. Uh-huh. He went, uh, you know, and that's what's so amazing about the sports now. Every pro team has a strength conditioning coach. Right. He was one of the first original ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, one of my friends was the original one, Stan Jones. It was Stan all uh, he played uh, sixteen years for the Bears and one year with the Redskins, and then he was a strength coach for the Denver Broncos. He was actually the first strength coach, and Stan was the first guy written up that was a football player in the old strength and conditioning magazines. Right, I remember that. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize you were the first guy to ever get the uh, Pro Bowl Strength Coach of the Year in 81. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, that uh, was pretty amazing back in those days. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, yeah, because there weren't any strength coach when we went to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh. hey, hey, coach. The... Go ahead, Daryl. Um, I, I just want everybody to know who we're talking to. We're talking to Coach Ed Hardgrove, strength and conditioning coach for Atlanta Falcons. Um, hey, strength and conditioning coach with the Miami Hurricanes. Um, in, 19, in 1981, he was named the Pro Bowl strength and conditioning coach for uh, 
for the Pro Bowl. Hey, Coach, you've done so many things, man. Um, and, and, and you're a former player um, at um, um, – you were born in Norfolk, Virginia, played at East Carolina University. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Coach, you've done, done so many things. It took me to Europe. And I play where I played American football for you. And coach, let's ask, I'm gonna ask you a few more questions about this, about the early years of the game. And um, coach, when you played in the in 1964, how many African American or black guys were on a team in the NFL at that time? I don't, well, actually, when I went there, because back in those days we played both ways in college. Mm-hmm. And I was a fullback linebacker. And I went there to back up John Henry Johnson, who, of course, was black. Yeah. African-American. Yeah. And uh, But then they looked at me and they go, you're a typical fullback of the day, glorified guard. Go back to linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Things were yeah. definitely different then. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, hey, you know, well, well, everything was different. You know, we didn't get the money they're getting now. We didn't get it. You know, oh, yeah. we, we 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 had to have an off season job. You know. Hey, coach, hold that thought. And guys, we're going to be right back after these messages. You looking? You listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio? We'll be right back. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports sports continues to grow and evolve to ever increasing prominence in today's society on all around sports host john inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world including players owners and fellow sports journalists discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today john will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events tune in to all around sports with john inglesby fridays at 1 p.m eastern time 10 a.m pacific on the voice america sports channel Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info. You know, hey guys, we're talking to Ed Hardwell, a legend at the University of Miami. Ed played for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1964, played for the Minnesota Vikings, played in Montreal up in the Canadian League. Ed, you took me to Milan, Italy to play football. You a football legend all over the United States and the world. What's going on, Ed? Well, hey, I, I tried to make you one, Daryl. That's why I took you over to Italy. <laughs> uh, hey, and I appreciate it too, Coach. Man, I, I got pictures, and I, and I take those experiences through with my life, uh, man, forever, man. I'll, I'll tre- treasure those experiences in Italy, playing over there with you for two years. Oh, uh, man, I tell, 
It was a lot of fun. I tell people they paid for everything. To us, they were really friendly, really good. Both Italy and I was in Germany, and both of them were really, really great people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really great. I mean, they they treated you like like family. They really did treat you like family. Um, the owners yeah. of the team were senior jury and her husband. Um, uh, t- they were just great people. They they treated us super. I mean, the team the teammates that I had in Italy they reminded me of teammates I had in Miami. Except those guys had money. <laughs> in Miami, yeah. nobody had money. <laughs> Yep, and guys, I'm talking about a league that I played in in Italy. It was the Federation of America Football of Football Americano. Is that right, right Ed? Yeah, uh, uh, Federation Italiano Football Americano. Yep, Federation Italiano Football Americano. Now, yep. is that league still around? Uh, yeah, that's still on the NFL Europe. I left and went over, went to Germany with NFL Europe. I was with the Rheinfire. But and, and the Dusseldorf Panther in Germany, but uh, once the NFL Europe left, they they're still Italian and German teams over there, and they're you know, they have their own leagues, and they're they, they've got some very good football players over there, and they bring Americans over to play, and, uh, and I don't think it's any Americans that's gone over there and haven't enjoyed it. You know, that's for sure. I know I enjoyed it, and it's usually two Americans per team, and that's usually a quarterback and a wide receiver or a quarterback and a running back. But usually a quarterback is always one of the Americans. Yeah, usually. Uh, but uh, Germany was a little different. Germany could carry eight Americans. Only Man, two could play at a time. Only two could play at a time, though. So we had two defensive players, two offensive players, and a couple special team guys. So in Germany, it was a little easier to do that. Yeah, and and yeah. we were connected with NFL Europe, so they you, they'd go up and down during the week, you know, to play. So yeah, it was a little different than what it was over in Italy with you, Daryl. But you know, there uh, we uh, we had three that on one had to sit, couldn't even play. If we could have him in, it was a little different, Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Ed, you actually coached uh, uh, some uh, uh, strength teams for rugby. Is that right? I'm sorry. Did you do any strength and conditioning for rugby teams while you were over there? For what team? I'm sorry, I couldn't understand it. Rugby coach. Your affiliation with rugby, um, Coach Hardgrove. With who? Rugby, the sport of rugby. I know you've been affiliated. Oh, with rugby! Oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. No, I played for I played rugby for years. I I used I played rugby when football season was over. That way, it kept me from killing my ex wife. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> rugby <laughs> saved my life. <laughs> kept you out of jail. Well, I, I loved rugby. Yeah, I, I, I played. I even. Well, I I stopped playing football at forty. I was going to play one more year, and uh, then when the Falcon offered me the coaching job, and actually the, the guy that was ahead of Jim Clack with the uh, Neptunes that played in front of McDuffie, um, he was with the Falcons, and he got him to bring me up there, bring me over there as their first strength coach, and uh, uh, but. Uh, I was, and I, then I had to play something in the spring, so I went out and played rugby up there. <laughs> now, when, I just love playing. You know, I mean, <laughs> in the old days, was a strength coach paid year round? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We actually, our, the off season was our main season. That's when right. we really built the strength up. You can't build a strength up during the season. You can maintain it and maybe build a little more. But the off season is when you get them stronger, right? Yeah. Hey, coach, we got we got somebody on hold, and uh, maybe they want to talk to or ask you some questions. We got Maurice on hold. Maurice, what's happening? Hey, bro, how you been? It's been a while, man. It's been a while. Hey, Maurice, it's been a while. But thanks for calling the Sports Info You on Radio Show on Voice America Radio. Hey, uh, this is Maurice Jenkins from the University of Miami. And, and Coach, we, we, and Maurice, we got Coach Hargrove on tonight. He was a strength and conditioning coach while you were there at the UM. You want to ask Coach, uh, tell Coach hello, if nothing else. 
Man, Coach, it's, 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 it's good to hear your voice. I'm, I'm hearing you're doing some good things, and you, you've traveled the world, which is, which is a good thing. I, I really wish I knew some of the spots that you were at because I, I did a little world traveling myself. Oh, uh, yeah. Good to know. Good to hear your voice. Back in, back in the day, I, I, you know, you didn't wanted to go back to the this year to the reunion, and I just didn't get, I wasn't able to get there, but I had already called Myrna to <laughs> set me up, and I, just, I couldn't make it. Well, you know she's retiring. You know she's retiring, so she's she's a staple that we're going to miss. Oh yeah, yeah. I got the letter where she's retiring. Yep. Yeah. Um, I got to get her a present of some type. <laughs> Coach, when's the last time you've been on campus? The weight room is not like it used to be. I tell you that. Well, it wasn't like it used to be the last time <laughs> I was there. I was there. Let's see. When was the last time? Uh, oh, it was just about three years ago at a reunion. I went back to a re- the reunions, and it was all fixed differently. Yeah, it, it it looks nice. These kids have come a long way. The program's come a long way. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's, definitely, that's definitely a good thing. Now, I think this new this coach that's there now is going to do really well. It looks like he's he's really building the team up after the, all the problems that we had with the recruiting crowd, not the... With the crap that went on there. Yeah, that's you know. that's Shapiro crap. Yeah, right. but you, and you, and you go back and look. You know, it's like a, a militant midget. You go back and, and individual, what you call that Napoleon complex. You want to be a part of something, and when you what you couldn't be, you, you you went ahead and 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 you preyed on individuals you shouldn't have. But it goes back. The, the program from you on stemming from way back when has always been through its own levels of adversity. It's been through its ups and downs. And we survived it then. We're going to survive it now, as you said. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and, and I think we're really going to go this year. I really think Miami is going to make it. I mean, they they looked good last year, and now all the sanctions are off and all that stuff. I think Miami is going to really do well this year. Well, I'm looking forward to. I expect good things for the program. I really do. You know, we we stick behind it. We support it. And uh, we, we build ourselves around it. So we're one of the very few schools in the nation, I think, that really have a, a strong belief in, and a conviction into this program. Yeah, yeah and I agree. And, and Maurice, you know, um, you know, we lost our, our, our starting quarterback for this year, uh, Ryan Williams. Um, but who do you think is going to step up and take, the, take on that position this year? And hopefully um, whoever it is going to be able to make some big moves for themselves and – Hopefully, put our put the program in a position where we we haven't been in a while. Well, see, Dell, I, I like this new kid Olsen. I mean, he did good in in spring ball, and I'm not looking to make any excuses. We we pride on ourselves on the opportunity that something has to happen, and God forbid, it, it's something that that's negative, such as you going down with a knee injury. But UM has been faced with that, especially with our running backs going back from the day from when Melvin was there all the way through, when someone gets hurt you had to be in a position to be able to step up into the pocket and be able to take on that challenge. And I look at Olsen being able of looking from his pedigree and his background um, with Greg being his brother, he, the lineage is there, the talent is there, and this is he has an opportunity to sign. He has a great passing core of receivers that he can throw the ball to. All he needs is a good front line to protect him and have, have the wherewithal to be able to pass the ball and get it out of his hands quickly. Uh, guess what? I, I, there's no reason why we should not have a very good, productive season this year and a great season. I'm looking at a 10-win season. I, we, we need to have that opportunity. No excuses anymore. There's no sanctions. There's no other issues. Everyone plays with a level of adversity, and I think you have the skill set and the talent within that program to get us there. Man, hey, Maurice, um, I wish I could just jump on your back and say I share your sentiments, but I, I just still have some optimism about this team. Um, I have some concerns still. Um, I, I, I'm very concerned about our defensive line. I really think if we can get some kind of pressure from our defensive line this year, it's going to make a world of difference with this team. Coach, what do you think about that? I, I think you're right there. I think you know, we're, going to, we're going to have a good team. We're, the guys are coming up. They're working hard. I wish I could have seen the spring game. I just, you know, I was planning on going down, didn't make it, but. Hey, but I, well, I remember what you're saying now. Defense wins football games, but you always got to go back and look. You you need to get our front four up in there. We need to get some some ends to, to get at the, to get at the quarterback. You need some penetration, and oh, yeah. we built and worked on that defense for a while. And apparently, from what I gather, Coach Golden believes in his defensive coordinator because no changes were made. 
You got some good guys that return back again. They've gotten bigger, stronger, and faster. So we'll we'll see as as this season kicks off. There's one way to tell, but optimism is there. One, but there's and there's always a, there's a level in the back of your mind as, as to can this really come to fruition? Can it really happen? And you will you'll never know. You know, back in the days, it was if you had the heart to play football. Now you have the heart and the wherewithal. Are you going to get coached properly to go ahead and commit yourself to your discipline to get the job done? Yeah. Hey, Maurice. Hey, thanks for calling, man. We really appreciate it. Hey, Coach Hargrove, thanks for calling. Thanks for being a part of our show. We really appreciate it. Um, guys, don't be a stranger. You can call us anytime on the Sports Info UM show on Voice America right. Radio. Now, Daryl, and they come on to our NFL uh, retired players meeting, and we'll get together. Hey, Coach, I look forward to seeing you at the NFL retires meeting over in Orlando. In the near future, I'll be talking to you. And um, thanks again. Okay, thank you, Daryl. Hey, right, thanks. Hey, thanks, Bye. Maurice. Hey, uh, we got Chris on hold. Chris, what's going on? Not much. How you doing tonight? Hey, doing good, Chris. Uh, I know. I know you called to talk about this NBA. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, the NBA's second season. Hey, Coach Gordon, you still with us? I'm here, Daryl. All right. Hey, Chris, who you like in this year's in this year's NBA championship? You know, are you like are you a front runner? Are you going with the San Antonio Spurs? Are you going with the Miami Heat? These two front running teams. I'm going with the Miami Heat. I, I think the Heat has enough firepower to to pull it out this year. Really. So are, are you going with the Heat because you're a LeBron James fan or you just uh, a F Floridian and, and you just want to pull for your home team? Well, I am I am a LeBron James fan. I followed him from Cleveland. But as you saw in the first game, guys that didn't play all season like a James Jones and a Rashard Lewis didn't play much, hit some nice shots in the game, which shows how deep the Heat are. You didn't see it during the regular season, but they really are. They really do have a deep team. You know, I I would have to agree with you on that. Um, we didn't see the depth of this team in the regular season, and mm -hmm. I, and I think we should have been looking, and we were looking for it because Dwayne Wade was such a off and on player. He played mm -hmm. some games, some games he didn't play. So I think we were looking. We was, I was I was looking for this team to show some depth, and they they really didn't. And that was the case, and because uh, Dwayne Wade, I mean, he's he's healthy now, and he he looks like the Dwayne Wade of old. So I think having a game or two, a night off in between, is going to help him through the series also. But I really like the depth that they have. I really do. Okay, so do yeah, they have more depth than last year? Uh, I don't know about them last year because last year was a really good team too. I, I think they got they have a lot more guys that can knock down the big shots. This year, like cause the Jones wasn't playing as much last year, except in a couple games. But I think uh, Jones is gonna fill the shoes of Mike Miller, and I think Rashard Lewis, if he can get hot, I think he'll fill the shoes of uh, knocking down some key threes, three pointers. Rashard Lewis has always been an impressive player to me, and I've always wondered why they didn't play him more in Miami, because he, he's he's definitely a three point specialist. That's yeah, what he he's do. He's a defense liability. He's a de he's a defensive liability. That's why he, he plays in key situations. Oh, uh, hey, but when, how about how about the Washington Wizards? You know, <laughs> I, I guess I was just I I, I I was expecting the Wizards to win. Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong, but I just expected the Wizards point guard John Wall to to be a little bit more impressive than he was. As a matter of fact, he wasn't a part of the game in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter. They didn't. They played Andre Miller. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not John shoot. Wall. John, John Wall can't shoot. So if he can't, if, they, if, you're not, if he can't get to the hole on the layup to get, get going, get the momentum to get to see the ball go through the rim a couple times, he's not going to knock down many shots. He's just not able to do that right now. Well, and he's young, and you know we 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 he can't is. forget John Wall should have been a senior at Kentucky this year. You know, this is his third year in the NBA. You know, and 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 he's an impressive player. He was a um, All Star this year. Um, had a, had a very good season um, this year. But now this is 
when you gotta you gotta have some kahunas when this when this season starts. This is the second season of the NBA. I mm-hmm. mean, this playoff is the real deal. You know, you, it, it, these guys live for the playoffs. I mean, hey, the Brooklyn Nets. Trust me. You know, they they came out ready <laughs> to play, and them old guys showed up, man. They did. They did. That's what shocked me. That's that's the team I was thinking that they're going to be too old and dra- be a little dragon, do a little dragon. But they they really didn't. They they came to play and they they playing some good basketball. They really uh, are. Yeah, you know, Kevin Garnett. I don't think he scored. A, it was the first time ever for Kevin Garnett to play a half in an NBA playoff and mm-hmm. not score a point. Mm-hmm. You know. But he did show up for the fourth quarter, and you know he's going to give you everything he got on defense. So exactly, exactly. I see so them we, going to the second round, and if they get to the second round, who knows what they could do? Because hey, who they're going to be playing? Probably Miami. Uh, in um, the winners of the Indiana Atlanta game, and Indiana, we were just talking about that earlier. Did they give everything they had in the? Um, in the, in the regular season and not have anything for the regular for the playoffs. Hey guys, you listen to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. It's time to let the ladies do some sports talking around here. The sports girls take over the Voice America Sports Channel every Monday for The Inside Score. Beth Silverberg, Chin Chin Ong, and Julie Bueller are here to showcase the athletes, the coaches, and the foundations that change lives. In addition, we'll have a ton of regular features and a featured guest sports girl every week. You'll hear the stories you need to hear from the people that make the difference. The Inside Score is heard every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern or Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Chris on the line from South Carolina talking a little bit about this NBA. Chris, you know, the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets went to Toronto, Canada and came back with a victory. Golden State went to Los Angeles and came back with a victory. And a lot of people thought that Doc Rivers is the coach for this team now. We're going to see a, 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 a L.A. Clippers team that's, that's bound, for, bound to go deep into the playoffs. It just didn't happen. I mean, this is the same thing that happened last year with Golden State. They got some three-point specialists that really, these guys get hot. Thompson and Curry, they can light it up. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel Glass about Golden State? 
Yeah. Slash Brothers, I really like them a lot. I think that, um, I think Thompson, he's, by him being so tall at 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, that he's a, he's a matchup nightmare. And, and he's going to knock down threes, and Steph Curry can get his shot off over anybody. So if they're ever halfway get if they can halfway get it going, it's going to be big trouble for the other team. I, I would agree with you, but, you know, we, DeAndre Jordan, Paul, uh, Blake Griffin, I mean, we, we, we look at these as like some of the biggest stars in the league right now. Mm-hmm. And DeAndre Jordan, he, he has the highest uh, field goal percentage uh, because he slammed, slammed dunks almost all of his shots. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake Griffin, hey, he's shooting the ball better outside. I just don't see why this team is just I, – I, I don't know. If they don't win, if they don't win tonight, um, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. I, I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. And what they did is they secretly put together a really good team. They have bench with Barnes, and they got Glenn Davis midseason. And they they have a really good team, but they have a lot of stars that were stars on other teams that I don't think they have quite learned to play with each other. But I think next year, if they can keep the nucleus together, I think next year they'll go deep. But I don't think this year is their year. I, I really don't see it. Wow. And and Chris, um, you know when we look at um, Atlanta beating beating up on Indiana, is this is this a situation where Indiana, Indiana this is just not going to be their year to come out of the East because they and if they lose tonight, their their season is pretty much over. I think I don't think they can come back. Well, I think it's just their matchup against the Hawks. I think the Hawks has their number because they they have a lot of young guys that can run and gun. And the Pacers, that's kind of their style of play, but they're not used to playing against it and still giving 100% every night. So I, I, don't think, I don't think they come out of the East this year anyway because of the heat, but I think they still go to the Eastern Conference uh, Finals. I think they find a way to, and I think they're going to win big. Then the next game, I think they're going to win probably about 15, 20 points. Uh, I'm thinking it's going to be a big margin. Wow. And, and – you know, you look at Atlanta, they, they look like they play like 6-8 and under. They don't have mm-hmm. a whole lot of big guys on this team. You know, my, my favorite team and my not, – I'm not going to say my favorite team, but my favorite player in the NBA is this year's NBA MVP, Kevin Garnett. And I really look like they, – they're going to – I think they're going to roll through Memphis – and I really think they're going to be the team that we're going to see come out of the Western Conference this year, not San Antonio. We will see I can, Oklahoma. I can, I, can, I can agree with that one. I, I think they will come out of the West over San Antonio, but I, I don't think this is their year again. I just I think Westbrook is too much of a of a of a not really a ball hog, but he he, he wants to get his shots off instead of letting Kevin Durant get hot first. So it's kind of like a it's not. It's not how it was when, when uh, Westbrook was hurt. Because when Westbrook was hurt, it was Kevin Durant's team, and he carried them, and he brought all the young guys with him. But now uh, Westbrook is trying to take over. I'm just not sure that that's how they're going to be able to win a championship. I, I, think, I think Westbrook's second injury, and I'm not talking about – I mean, when he came back this year from an injury, then he got hurt again. Mm-hmm. I think I think that has really settled him because he knows whose team this is now. It was almost like before he was competing to say, "Hey, this is my team. I'm the point guard. This is my team. I'm the I'm the man." It's not his team. This is mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett's, Garnett's uh, Ke- Kevin Durant's team. It's never been his team, and I think he realizes that now. He's found a position that he a role that he's going to play on this team, and if he can just stay in his line and play his role, I think everybody's going to benefit from it. When he gets out of his lane and start playing roles that are not his role, he, he hurts the team. He, he doesn't realize that. If he ever take more shots than Kevin Durant, he's hurting the team. Exactly. And that's, that's what I was trying to get to. If he takes more shots than Kevin Durant, it's not a, it's not a good look for, for the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. It's really not. No, it's, it's, not, it's not a good look for them if he ever takes more shots than him. Yeah. Hey, but you know when when we when we talk about teams, the the Miami Heat and King James, 
Mm-hmm. You know, he, he would have to be the front runner because I don't think nobody in the East is ready to to take on um, the Miami Heat and, and just ready for the, the grueling playoffs and the break that they get between between uh, between games now. You know, you get it like a, like a day, a day, at least one day's rest between mm-hmm. every game now, sometimes two days rest. You know, if it's a travel, and I think that's I think that's very good for these guys in the NBA because I I look at you know we're, like we were talking about Indianapolis, Indiana. They play so many games that they they wear these guys out. They mm-hmm. they really do. They really do. They yep. do. Yeah. Well, I didn't ask you who do you have in the playoffs. Who's who do you have winning it all? Well, I think it's going to be. Um, San Antonio is going to play um, OKC. I think San Antonio is going to come out this year and beat them, and they're going to win the championship this year. They should have won it last year. They're going to win it this year. Oh, wow. That's a bowl. That's a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, coach. Don't put any money on that. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. That's a bold, that's a bold statement. Who would have said they were going to come out last year and should have won game six? They should have. And, 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 and then go out and, and, and lose, lose in game seven. And, and who would have, in their right mind, thought that Coach Popovich would have taken out one of the greatest players in the history of the game in the last two minutes? Who would have ever thought he would have took out Tim Duncan <laughs> And, and come on, man. So, hey, yeah. You know, hey, and I know that's on his mind. It's weighing heavy on his mind. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he says he thinks about it every day. I heard him say that over the weekend. He said he think about game six every day. So if he's thinking about it every day, I really think that um, that it's a possibility that um, that we've we've, you know, we're going to see them come back. And don't be surprised, guys, if you see the Washington Wizards make a move this this make a move going into the playoffs this year. Don't be surprised if they come out of the second round. The oh, Washington. Nah, I won't be shocked. I, I think they have a really good team this year. But I just I just like the Heat, so I'm kind of biased. Okay, and and I'm not wrong with that. I'm nothing wrong with that. How, how about Houston Rockets? Uh, is is the you know the White Howard? They say he got a technical foul for dropping the ball on um on the on, on um one of the twins' foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think people some people are just tired of the White Howard's antics, and he get he get, get he gets silly things happen to him, silly fouls like that. He'll he'll get that because of some of the some of his body language during this during the game too. I think that affects him. Yeah, he always challenges the referees after they make a call that he doesn't like. He he makes a a big gesture to the crowd or something like that, and and it, I guess you, I think you're right. He the, the the referees are just tired of it, so he's going to be under a, a little more under a microscope during the game than most yep. players. Yeah, and you, and you can't afford that kind of stuff during the playoffs. You just really you just really can't. Every little thing is a big thing in the playoffs, and um and you know Harden. Who, who's a heck of a player? Do they have enough? Chandler Parson, who's a who's turned out to be just a, a really good NBA player. Do they have enough to to come out of the win to, to come out of this round of the playoffs playing the Portland Trailblazers, who was a very hot team? I think they do. can't play any defense. <laughs> they the don't. can't play defense. That is true. They do not play defense at all, but they have enough offense that makes up for it in a lot of situations. But if they can just get four or five key stops a game, they'll be okay. It's just getting those four or five key stops because they don't play defense. Yeah. They didn't do it last night in overtime. Exactly. (laughs) You know, and when we talk about um, um, defense – we know now the reason why the New York Knicks didn't offer Jeremy Lin a big time con- uh, contract, you know, because he he plays no defense. I mean, when Jeremy Lin is on the court, it's like guys like 
Lens on me. Hey, I got a lid over here. Don't be lens on me. Man, this guy, he, he's, he, he's a hindrance on defense, man. He, you know, and everybody knows this on the, on the opposing team. You know, mm-hmm. I like the Rockets. They're one of my favorite teams to watch. I agree. But it, it's just that they, the defensive mentality isn't there. They, they just try to outscore you. Yep. Hey, well, I, Chris, don't I, just, can, I don't think you can win an NBA like that anymore. You know? Nah, I don't I, I don't think you can win like that anymore. You know, they had this special on the Detroit Pistons, the, the bad boys. You can't mm-hmm. win like that anymore either because your whole team will be fouled out of the game, thrown <laughs> out of the game. Man, them guys used to play like, oh, they were mm-hmm. bullies on the court back in the day, man. Mm-hmm. And it was normal. Uh, now it, the ticket tax starts and it starts to get technical fouls. Yep, yep. Hey, well, Chris, um, we got three minutes. Um Give us a bold prediction. Give a shout-out to anybody you want to, and then we're going to be out of here. Yeah, just want to give a shout-out to my family, first and foremost. I love them all. I'm, I'm, I'm a little far away from them right now, but hopefully I can get back to them soon. And uh, my bold prediction is, I don't even think I believe this, but uh, Golden State, Golden State and Miami in the uh, NBA Finals. Wow, that is bold. And who you got in the Super Bowl since you're throwing out these bold predictions? The Cowboys? Not the Cowboys. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with the Jets. Michael Vick in the Super Bowl in his first year with the Jets. Michael Vick, Chris Johnson. I like that. Wow. Oh, wow. Hey, Chris, thanks a lot. Thanks for always being a part of Sports Info, you and radio show. Hey, Coach, you got any bold predictions? You give it out for the night. Hey, Coach, I'm going to tell you what. I kind of like Chris's. I think the Jets might be the ones. Oh, man. I like it. I like it. Hey, Daryl. Yes, They got a steal in one of the best running backs in the league. Mm -hmm. He's not in play still. And I think Michael Vick wants to prove that he's still that premium player that everybody needs. I think think Michael Vick's best days are behind him. (laughs) <laughs> um, I think Michael Vick, his his true asset was his speed. And when mm-hmm. he lost one step, that was like the average person losing three. And I think his days of being that performer that we saw playing for the Atlanta Falcons when Chris was probably only three years old, um, <laughs> those days, those days are over. You know, um, so, hey. Um, Coach, it's not. I don't see the Jets and Chris. I don't see the Jets, but I I do see someone like, um, hey, the San Francisco 49ers. Hey guys, you listen to the Sports Info <laughs> Your Radio Show. Thank you, and we'll be back next week, same time, eight to nine. We'll be back. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.